Welcome to the Mom Tuition Podcast, where we help ambitious moms tap into their intuition, find their purpose, and live their best life. I'm your host, Katie. Join me each week as we dive into career, business, self-development, and personal growth. Get inspired by successful moms and experts who have been in your shoes. This is your weekly dose of motivation and practical tips to unlock your true potential. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, moms? And welcome back to the Mom Tuition Podcast. I'm Katie Riley, your host. And as another week goes by, let's give you an update. I'm 35 weeks pregnant now, so five days to the due date. And there have definitely been some, it's kind of crazy, right? How quickly things can change in our head and our heart and our body. And a lot of times we have to go through feelings of angst or overwhelm to get to a place of feeling free and confident and light. And I feel like A few weeks ago, I was sharing about how I was so overwhelmed with, you know, things going on with preparing Grayson and our firstborn and then just like everything, you know, you got to get prepped, you got to buy all the postpartum things and the nursing things and just trying to emotionally figure out how your heart is going to expand for two kids and how you're going to do it. How are you going to do it all? And then I went through all of that, connected with some of you, and started moving, making moves to become less overwhelmed. And then I've hit a light point now. And it's all going to work out. It's all going to be okay. And it's all unfolding exactly as it needs to. And I'm one of those people who just believes everything happens for a reason. We are here to learn lessons and to grow. And I feel like I'm about to go through a big lesson and a big growth period. And But things are feeling lighter and maybe that's because the due date is approaching. And we are now five weeks away from the due date and we're entering that window when baby could maybe come at any time. And I'm just starting to feel at ease, like I can do anything and I will do anything and I will figure it all out. And I recently shared on Instagram about how, you know, I'm preparing for Grayson to just sleep in bed with us. And again, the two big things that come with the beginning stages of having a baby is sleep and eating, because that's mostly what they do, besides the few minutes of tummy time here and there, Um, or maybe getting them to smile. But, you know, they're pretty much awake when they're eating, and then they fall asleep, and then they're awake when they're eating, and they fall asleep, and that happens for, you know, almost the first three months. And so I'm preparing myself for the sleep part and the feeding part. And I actually, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I said to Grayson, okay, let's 
talk about how if you don't sleep in your room, and that's okay, you can sleep next to mommy and daddy. And when daddy's traveling for work, you know, mommy's always here, but baby might cry and baby might wake up and everything's okay. Baby just either needs his diaper changed or he needs to be fed or he just wants a cuddle and we can help him together. And I said, and if at any time the crying is bothering you or you don't like it or you feel like, you know, it's, or, you know, we need to look at it together, then mommy can help you go to sleep in your room and you're always welcome to come back in here. And he heard me and I obviously simplified it a little bit more than what I just said, but what I'm realizing is really helping is just talking to him about what I'm feeling. Even if it's a little more, you know, explanatory than than necessary or beyond his ability to comprehend because I just want him to understand and know how much I love him, how things are going to change and be different, but they're going to be awesome. And he's going to have this buddy eventually to play with and who's, you know, a built-in friend for life and that I will always love him and be there for him and that our love as a family is growing and expanding. And there is just something so powerful about talking it through and sharing. And it actually kind of makes me look forward to hearing my kids' own thoughts and feelings as they go through changes and navigate life and how we can just talk about it with no judgment, with no need for advice or just listening and talking and sharing and focusing on what amazingness is going to come from whatever that change is. And, you know, where I really started to kind of become light is by doing that. And it's been a game changer. And so at 35 weeks pregnant, I'm, you know, feeling lighter. I'm feeling more free. Uh, Toph still has some travel coming up and then uh, he'll be home for a good while, a good, I think, four week stretch. Um, And then he's traveling again and for work and his career is just you know it's beautiful I love seeing where his career is taking him and so I I know that I believe we are not given anything in our life that we can't handle our soul is designed to handle different hardships we all are given a different set of cards and I I just know that this this is what my journey is and that's okay and I and his his journey as a dad and his journey and career and we will just keep navigating as a team so outside of 
that at 35 weeks, I'm definitely losing most of my mobility. I'm trying to go for walks still um, and to, to stay mobile to an extent, like a little bit of exercise, fresh air. I did some stretching this morning and to just try to stay uh, limber, if you will. I'm sleeping okay, but waking up three times a night for sure to pee. Um, and after, you know, when I was pregnant with Grayson, I quickly became a side sleeper. As most pregnant women know, uh, you're forced to become a side sleeper. Your stomach and your back, um, are just not options. And then as we became bed sharing, uh, you know, parents and family side sleeping again. And so, I sometimes get this hip pain, um, but it's actually been doing pretty good. So the only thing that is, you know, really uh, inconvenient, if you will, in my sleep is this three times a night peeing. Otherwise, sleep, I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of been the same for the last three years. So I'm not really noticing a dip in sleep maybe the same way that I did the first time I was pregnant. And then... Um, you know, it's just harder and harder. I have to find places to sit, uh, all the time. So it's not as easy to do all the things that Grayson likes to do, but he's becoming really understanding of it. And I'm learning to let the guilt go. And it's, it's actually really beautiful. And I feel like he's gaining some independence through this that is really positive that is you know he's learning to do a little bit more for himself like showering so we uh we don't have a bathtub at our house we just have a shower and so it's so convenient to just shower with your kids you get to you know shower yourself and shower them at the same time i think it's wonderful Um, of course I look forward to occasionally having a shower completely to myself, but, um, there isn't really room for both of us. So we have an outdoor shower that kind of matches our bathroom. And so I've been having the door open because it's summertime and he has been showering in the outdoor shower and me in the indoor shower. And he's been learning to, you know, put his soap on and, Um, I kind of go out there and help him a little bit, maybe get the soap out or if, you know, we're washing his hair or something, I do that part. But um, it's it's pretty cool to see that develop that independence grow. So I don't know, even though my mobility is going down and 35 weeks just gets a little bit hard on the body, it's. Overall, there's so many things to be grateful for and to really just acknowledge the growth that is happening in Grayson for me, for my husband, for us as a family. And with that, I want to get into today's topic that I think is really important perspective to have because I think, uh, well, okay. So how to use 
comparing as a positive tool. And I have comparing in quotes because it definitely can be negative. And there is this place in all of our minds where we can compare and come out the other side of that comparison feeling less than not worth it, feeling uh, not good enough, and you can go down a rabbit hole that way, or I wish I had, or, um, you know, yeah, those types of thoughts. And But then there's this other side, this other side of comparing that I believe can be used as inspiration. And what I mean by that is, you're in one place, and and my coach and friend Julia, um, she, the word she uses for this is expanders. So there are people who can expand us to see what is possible, and I think that is so beautiful. But I think in layman's terms, there's still some type of comparison going on. You are looking at where you are and you are looking at where you want to be. But this is this is essential to life. And so what continues to perplex me in in this world is how how social media specifically because that's where a lot of us connect even with our friends and family how it all got to a place where, you know, there is, statistically speaking, there is a trend of people feeling uh, worse about themselves, that they go on social media and they don't leave feeling empowered or inspired. But what if, what if we change the narrative What if you looked at things through the lens of that is so cool and I am inspired by whatever you're seeing or I aspire to be like that or whatever you are looking at. Let's say it's a mom who has a really organized house and you're like, or oh, one of my favorites. Okay, actually better example. What if, you know, those moms on Instagram who are making all the awesome lunches for their kids, or they're doing all sorts of awesome food things, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, you name it, recipes, and I see it and I'm like, yes, I aspire in my own way to find how to do that for my kids. I... I'm not the best cook. I am not the most creative in the kitchen. I know that. That's okay. I that's that's not what I'm looking at them for. I'm looking at them going, I will take that idea, that idea, that idea, that idea, that recipe, that snack box, and I will make that for Grayson. Or I will make that dinner. And I am inspired to try to create these breakfast, lunches, and dinners that are kid-friendly and 
fun and they make it fun for me. And I, you know, I see these ideas of like tortilla roll-ups, you know, instead of bread. And people are using like peanut butter, bananas, and strawberries. And I was like, wait, I have those ingredients. I can make that. That's cool. Because my brain just doesn't think, I, I don't look in the fridge and I can't just like put things together. But if I see it and I know I have those ingredients, I can copy essentially what I'm seeing. And so instead of being like, oh, I'm the worst mom, I can't believe that, you know, I'm doing frozen foods and, you know, microwave stuff and the same thing and I can't think of anything. Like, no. There, where do people have the space for this? I don't. Like, I do not have the space for that mentality. It's like, that is cool. I'm clearly drawn to it. How can I incorporate that into my life? And... That, that for me makes so much sense. And so there's this opportunity with comparing to instead of seeing it as negative, to be expanded by it, to say, you know, I think about um, fitness is a great example of this, but, you know, you see mom's of all shapes and sizes trying, you know, to get back into some type of shape or fitness routine after having kids. I say find those moms. I don't shy away from those moms. Find those moms that you want to emulate. Find those moms that have something or seem like an expert or Maybe it's not even that they are intentionally an expert. It's that they have this habit or tool or trick down in their life. And you are inspired by it. I am inspired by it. So, you know, fitness, I've talked about her before. Madeline Moves, she's my go-to girl. Love her. She just announced she's pregnant with baby number two. And I, you know, obviously it's her full-time job to be in fitness, but I continue to be inspired by the community as well that are of moms that are figuring out and okay with maybe it's 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there of strength. There are these moms as well as Madeline who shares how things, you know, a crying baby interrupts a workout one day and it turns into a walk and being flexible and I, I find if you are in a place where I'm like, I am eight months, nine months pregnant and I am not working towards six pack abs right now or even, you know, running an eight minute mile or anything. I am on the downhill journey to birth and then I will be on the recovery journey that you just don't know how long it's going to take. And so... I'm not like looking at any of these people going, ah, oh, they're so lucky. I wish I had that or I can't believe. There's no self-pity. And I want that for all moms. I want us to look at each other and figure if you are feeling a certain way, how can you 
use the comparison tool to say, this is where I am. That must be where I want to go, where I want to be. And how beautiful that is that there's someone in my life pulling me towards my goal, pulling me towards who, what, where I want to be. And that can be for so many things. You know, you see someone taking an awesome vacation. You can create that in your own life. You can emulate it. You can be inspired by it. You can create that. You see people, moms, you know, laughing on with their kids or going to Disney World or going to a, a, the pool and playing or whatever you are seeing on, on social media. I've found that, man, I follow people that make me want to be the best mom I can be, the best person I can be. They are, and, and again, usually it's the moms that also share the challenges that they are overcoming. There's a vulnerability. They're not trying to be the perfect mom. They, you know, maybe a mom shares how she yelled at her kid and then she felt bad and she apologized and mommy shouldn't yell at you like that and I should have handled my emotions better and that's a demonstration of I'm sorry and vulnerability and apologies are important in life or acknowledging where we've fallen short maybe and you know I think about this all the time about how Maybe, maybe it's me, but I've curated my feed for the most part to be inspirational. And this goes all the way back to, you know, when I was playing sports growing up is like I, I've shared before, I was not the best gymnast and I was not the best soccer player. But I, you know, especially when I chose to focus on soccer and let go of gymnastics, there were way better uh, soccer players on our team than me. But the one thing that I know I had was it didn't matter to me that people were more skillful. I was going to be the best team player I could be. And so the comparison tool was to allow those people to inspire me to try to be better, to pass better, to cross better, to shoot better, to defend better. And then you obviously have outside of just your immediate team or other teams you play, you have the pro athletes that you look up to. And you can either look at it from, oh, I'm never going to be able to do that or I'm, you know, whatever, I'm never going to be good enough. Or you can try to be the best that you can be while being inspired by these role models, essentially. And role models play such an important part in our life. Without them, we don't have expanders. We don't have people to show us how we can grow, how we can improve. And so as I think about this, you know, what's been coming up for me specifically 
is again I'm I'm preparing for baby number two I'm obviously trying to find moms on Instagram and friends who have two kids who are sharing their journey of two kids or even three kids because I'm gonna be honest even though pregnancy isn't my favorite thing in the world having three kids would be amazing um and I would do it again to have a third even though my second isn't even here yet but you know I'm finding these moms who have two or three kids and it's expanding me out of my head of the fear that I have currently, the fears that keep coming up about Grayson's feelings. And I see the eldest child and I see the middle child and I see, or I see, you know, the youngest or whatever, if it's a family of two. But I'm seeing these different families and I'm being expanded by what's possible, by the love and the growth and the love between the siblings. And I'm not naive to the difficulties of the transition. You know, I'm not blind that Grayson isn't going to struggle, that my my attention is now split or that it's going to be hard, you know, from time to time. But I think when you focus and you have these people that are showing you what's possible, that are showing you, even if it's a highlight reel, which Instagram is, but like, even if it is a highlight reel, I mean, that's kind of like a vision board, isn't it? Like, I have a vision board and it's showing me what I want. I don't have it right now. It is there to inspire me to keep creating what I want in this life, where I want to go. And so I think we can do the same with the people that we follow on social media or the people in our lives. Like if you find yourself comparing yourself to your best friend or um, another friend or you find yourself comparing yourself, your relationship to another relationship, I think that happens a lot too. And we think... We make up these stories of how we think that relationship is or how that couple is parenting. We don't know the ins and outs. But what you can take away is whatever you're comparing, you're probably admiring. And it's something that you want to create in your life. And so how can you actually utilize that as a way to expand what's possible How can you emulate the traits that you admire in that person or that relationship? So as I wrap things up today, I think, you know, I've kind of said it with the big takeaway and how I think we can use comparing as a positive tool instead of a negative one. And I hope you are inspired by this and I hope that you are finding people in your life that expand you, that inspire you, that um, encourage you and if you do compare, it is beautiful because you see where you are and you see where you want to be and write it down, put it on your vision board, figure out what it is that you're comparing and then work t- 
towards what you want in your life. And, you know, it can be as simple. One last thing. There is a influencer on Instagram that I follow, Alexa Anglin. I can put her in the show notes. But um, she, you know, I... I don't have a desire to be everything that she is by any means. Um, but there are aspects that she shares. And for example, getting ready postpartum, like she is queen of organization, I feel like. And I'm inspired by that. And she's the one that inspired me to get this like three tier rolling cart and to get a, a, you know, in quotes, diaper caddy for, Um, my side of the bed with uh, essentials and this rolling cart has nursing um, postpartum recovery and newborn essentials and I can roll it from my bedroom into the living room when I go to the couch and I'm I'm like watching and I'm like I'm always amazed at how organized at least she seems um, to be and in my world I'm like she is so organized And I want to emulate that in my own way. So I watch, I learn, and then I put it into practice. So I ordered, like I said, I ordered this three-tier cart. I'm already feeling more prepared. I'm like, yes, give me more tips to feel and be as organized as I can. She now has three kids and she just had her third boy. She has three boys now. And I'm like... That is, she doesn't always share, you know, other things that I'd love to know. But when I focus on what she is sharing and what she is, seems to be an expert in, I apply it. Like I bought a mascara. She has amazing eyelashes. I bought a mascara from her. Um, promote. She was talking about it. And I think it's Benefit Bad Girl or something. It is my favorite mascara ever. I've been wearing it now for like six years or something. And I, she she does her makeup like every day. I, I do not. But I learned she expanded me to new products that would work for me. And so I don't know. I guess where I'm going with this is how I wanted to give real life examples of how you can uh, use comparison in in even the small things of life, like a three-tier rolling cart or a lunchbox for your kid or whatever it is. And I'm curious to hear who expands you, uh, who in your life or on Instagram, in the influencer world, who expands you, who inspires you, who do you look at and go, that's, that's where, what I want to be like, or that's, that's inspiring to me. And I admire that. And tell me, I want to know, email me, DM me, comment on an Instagram post, I'd love to hear what you thought of this podcast episode. It would mean so much to me. And as always, I really love connecting with you all. I recently shared a post specifically about the sleep thing with Grayson and bed sharing and having a newborn. And uh, I 
I just had an amazing amount of comments and conversations with some of you who have had similar experiences and it was so great to connect. So if this episode resonated with you or you want to chat about it on a deeper level, please DM me, comment, email me, whatever is suiting your fancy at the moment. And as always, if you're loving this whole podcast, this is episode 18, I believe now. So I'm coming up on on 20 episodes. Holy moly. Um, But it would mean so much to me if you uh, shared this with someone who you think could uh, use this or if, you know, if this was inspiring to you, share it on your own, take a screenshot, share it on your story, invite other moms to listen in and I continue to be inspired to grow this community of moms, uh, changing the narrative in so many ways, following our gut and intuition and being positive people in this overwhelming, crazy, wild, parenting, chaotic world. So with that, I look forward to connecting with all of you and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you all soon.